everybody. Welcome back to Oh Shoot. You are listening to my podcast. I'm Cassidy Lynn, and today we are joined by Charlie. How's it going, everyone? Good to be with you. Yes, I am excited to have Charlie on this podcast episode because he's just sharing a little bit of insight about second shooting today, and it's going to be good. Happens to be my expertise. Yes, Charlie is my, basically my permanent second shooter, if you don't know. He shoots like every wedding with me that needs a second shooter. So I would say we're like a dynamic duo, you know? Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously I'm joking about being an expert on second shooting. No, yeah. (laughs) But there is a point to where our cohesiveness as a team shooting on the day has turned into something that works so well, you know, the synergy that comes from having done so many weddings together to be able to know um, the ins and outs of how to second shoot to the best of my ability and to give you as best a quality as possible. Yeah, definitely. So before we jump in, I want to do a life update because I don't think I've actually said anything about this on the podcast, but me and Charlie got a puppy and he's really cute. His name's Appa. Um, and yeah, he's kind of in the puppy phase where he bites everything and pees all the time. So hopefully we get past that in the next, you know, couple of months and he can mellow out a little bit. But he's a fun little puppy. Yesterday was a tough day, but today <laughs> is a new day. Yeah, yeah, yesterday was tough. I had a, a shoot at night and I left Charlie here with Appa by himself and it, um, it didn't go very well, but that's okay. We still love the little guy. He's hilarious, super cute. His name is Appa and we love him. Yeah, I already said his name. Oh, excuse me. But <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> he's hilarious. We I watched uh, Avatar Last Airbender growing up and loved it. And then during COVID, Cassidy and I watched it together. And it was just a memorable time for us. So yeah. we loved Appa. Yes. All right. So let's get into the content for today's episode. So Charlie's going to be talking about just like helpful things that are going to help you if you're a second shooter. Um And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, Second shooting is, it's like one of those things that like doesn't feel like it's the most important job in the world, but truly like it's a very important part of a wedding day. And a second shooter does impact a lot of the, just the overall outcome of a wedding. So yeah, it's super important. So Charlie, take it away. Yeah. So This may be a little bit different of an episode because uh, I will probably be speaking more than Cassidy, which is not how it usually goes when I hop on these podcasts. Yeah. Um, But Cassidy, as we're going through this, feel free to, from a main shooter's perspective, um, to kind of fill in different things like you were saying that you're going to add about um, how to better coordinate from your side with the things that I'm saying. Because uh, for everybody listening... I'm going to be sharing things that are from the mindset of the second shooter as you're entering into a wedding day. So one of the first things I want to talk about is getting the mindset underway is kind of filling out the context of how to think about what you are doing going into a wedding day. And one of the pieces that um, I want to start with is really learning to take pride 
in the role of a complementary service. Mm-hmm. This just means that you are understanding that you are not the main show and you want to be able to take pride in kind of getting your hands dirty and doing um, things that are necessarily like, you know, people that do really well with thankless jobs. People that just do the behind the scenes stuff, do their job really well, and they take care of the things that need to be done and are not looking to be the center stage. Um, And those we I have a lot of respect for those people. And I'm not trying to say that I personally am the best at it. But it's something I'm learning to grow in. And when I get to these wedding days, it's an awesome opportunity for me to continue to learn how to do that better. And second shooting definitely falls into this category. Yeah. It's all about the mindset of like serving. And even as the main photographer, my mindset still is about serving the couple. It's truly never about the photographers. Like it's an honor to be hired to capture wedding days, but it's It's never going to be about us. Like it's obviously about the couple. So that I feel like that mindset applies across the board, honestly. Yeah. And that's really the next point um, is the fact that someone's wedding day isn't about photography. I mean, us as uh, photographers or videographers, people out there in the media site, um, you may think to yourself like, man, no, it really is. Like when I get into it, like it's all about me and what I'm doing. But To be honest, someone's wedding day is about the individuals getting married and it's for them to enjoy, to have a great time. And we have the special privilege of being able to be with them and to be able to capture those moments for them. And so you have to understand that first off, someone's wedding day isn't about the photography at all. But then as a second shooter, working this session of photography isn't even about you. And that's just to say, like, thinking about as as people who are listening, you may be the one that usually is the main photographer. But if you ever end up being the second shooter, you have to change your mindset of realizing that it's not about you directing the shots. It's not about necessarily even getting your vision to be the one that is executed during the day. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to adapt to whoever you are trying to work alongside of. Yeah. A lot of the times the second shooter is like they're usually not the one posing anyway, but sometimes it's hard when second shooters want the same shot that the main shooter is getting. Um, and, you know, it could be because they want to build their portfolio or whatever. But like when you're literally getting the same exact shot as the main shooter, it's like, what's the point? Like you're just getting that to build your portfolio, but like you're not helping anyone out by doing that. You know, yeah, I mean, if you're going into a wedding day um, as a second shooter and you're more trying to build your own portfolio, you will find yourself stepping on the toes of the main photographer and you're going to miss opportunities to add value to the day. Yeah, which is um, the next point, kind of the next header. Um, because we that was the different things for the mindset. Um, the last thing I have in the mindset is actually to play to your own strengths as an individual. And I know that this sounds kind of counterintuitive to the things that I just said. But learning that in a complementary role and realizing that it's not about you as the photographer that day, you're going to be helping the, the main shooter. 
there are ways you can do that through your own personality and the ways that you are good at certain things. And that is the idea that I want to kind of stress here is that don't try to become someone that you're not as a second shooter, Mm -hmm. but learn to use your own specific strengths as the way that you are able to kind of lean into during the day. So whether you are really task oriented and you are able to help your main shooter by creating task lists and helping them cover every base by writing out different things that they can have you do or just get those things organized on the side. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you are a really good conversationalist. You're very friendly and you really learn about how to network during the day and you're just really good with getting to know people. So when you're shooting the wedding party, you just are really good at adding a level of comfort and ease when it comes to helping people feel natural during the session, whatever it is. Think about how you are um, just in public settings and in work in the workspace and really try your best to play to your own strengths as an individual. So yeah, those couple different things make up the mindset of a second shooter going into the day. The complimentary service, learning that the photography isn't the main part of a wedding day and even this session of photography isn't about you and learn to play to your own strengths as an individual. So the next thing I want to talk about is finding ways to add value to the day, to the bride and groom, and then also to the main photographer. But first, let's dive into to the bride and groom and how you can add value to their day. One of the first things I want to talk about, and this kind of plays back to some of the things that we were talking about with play to your own strengths as an individual, is working on attentive conversation and finding out the small things that matter to them. Cassidy, how how have you seen in the past as you're getting to know your bride or maybe your groom, how, I mean, I know you in the process of booking them are sending them questionnaires and getting to know them throughout the entire process. So there's yeah. all sorts of opportunities for you to get to know them. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you think this has helped you to become a better photographer and help capture somebody's day better? Yeah, uh, when you're so focused on making sure that the couple has all of the things taken care of that they need. So when you're focused on making sure that you get all the shots they want, you capture all the people that they want, that's when you're giving your client like literally the best experience possible is when you're putting your own shot list aside and you are catering to what they want and what they have voiced to you is important to them. So For me, that has really upped my photography game. And it's funny because that really has nothing to do with photography. It just has to do with like customer service and making sure that my clients get what they've voiced me that they want. Like literally, if they want anything and if they mention to me anything at all about like specific people they want photos of or specific group shots or a specific item... I write that down in my notes and when I show up for a wedding day, I have my notes ready. My notes are with my timeline so I know exactly what I need to get. So um, I think that level of like attention to the small things, it like really impacts the wedding day and not even like on the day of, it affects like when they get their photos, like how do they react to it? You know, like that's, that's why the small things matter. Yeah, and even, I mean, this comes down even to, like, the nitty-gritty things, the sticky stuff about relationships, like, on the day, like, asking questions about 
well, this is previous to the day, like making sure we know relationship dynamics in the family mm -hmm. so that we're not stepping on toes or making people feel uncomfortable. Um, but to more specifically talk about the second shooter, for myself, one of the things that I'm really focused on during the day is just finding those small things that are important to them. Because Cassidy hands me a second, um, not a second shooter list. She hands me the list for the day, and it has like a section of must-get shots from the bride and groom. But sometimes when I'm talking to the groom in the getting ready stages of the morning or something, or maybe I'm hanging out with the bride at some point, it'll just come up in conversation that they'll mention something that is really important to them that isn't necessarily in our mess, must get shot list. Yeah. And so it's a cool opportunity for me to just be able to kind of, I don't know, just rake together a couple small things throughout the day and be able to have another small chunk of really nostalgic and special moments for the bride and groom that they necessarily weren't able to think of in the, preparation side of things and it just kind of came up on the day of so yeah. learning attentive conversation um, really allows you to kind of step into areas and uh, build relationships in ways that you can't do over a computer or different things and so um, getting good at being able to talk to people and as the second shooter, when the main shooter is doing things, you're talking with the guests that are on the side. You're talking with the rest of the bridal party. Mm -hmm. um, just having a good time with them because talking with their friends. These are the people that know the bride and groom the best. Yeah, They are the ones that the bride and groom have surrounded themselves with for years of their life over different seasons. So if there's any, I don't, I can't think of any better way to learn things about people than talking to those who know them best yeah and they're literally all in one room together <laughs> and so that's a great opportunity for me to step in as the second shooter while Cassidy is doing something else for me to just um, talk with them kind of shoot the breeze and just learn learn as much as I can and use that to my advantage during the day um, yeah so let's kind of shift gears then that was about conversation uh, but this is just a more practical idea and this is not anything um uh, mind-blowing but it's just the it, same idea with that complimentary service is find the smaller needs of the couple during the day so with the bride and the groom asking them if there's any small thing that they need as you're going throughout the flow of the day and I put an example of some of these things and then Cassidy if you want to just kind of fill in like from examples of different times that you and I have been working together yeah. how some of these things have freed up you in the moment or just have helped the bride and groom settle in a little bit but these are some of the things that i wrote down um, as you are working on the bridal portraits um, maybe walking location to location uh, just offer to hold the bouquet for the bride in between shots because some of these brides are carrying these crazy dresses and they're trying to get around and they don't need a bouquet to carry as well um, maybe offer to carry water bottles for the couple as you're moving from different places. Yeah. Uh, learn to just talk with the parents uh, during the day um, about the bride and the groom and see different things that the parents might want. Even though it's not about the parents, it's about the bride and the groom. But just learning to kind of um, talk with them, see what makes the bride and groom tick, that can help you with the needs of the couple during the day as well. And same thing with the water, just asking for like food or different things. Try to 
focus on how the bride and groom are doing physically, mentally during the day, talking with them if they're stressed out about stuff, just learning how you can fill in the gap whenever there is a need. Yeah. And honestly, when Charlie does that stuff for me, especially during bridal portraits, um, it's hard for me to be able to serve my couple in that way because I am busy trying to like get photos of them and make them look good. So sometimes we'll char- Charlie will ask them if they need water and he'll go find them water. He, you know, like you said, he holds the bouquet, which is helpful for me because I have um, my backpack. I have my camera in my hand and I like to snap shots like when they're walking from place to place to like some candids. So holding the bouquet is definitely, it's a huge thing because you don't use the bouquet in every single photo. Um, and I think just like putting the couple's needs first as a second shooter and then getting the shots, like the complimentary shots, once you know that their needs are met, I think that's honestly one of the best things you can do because honestly during bridal portraits specifically where it's just the couple, like you don't necessarily need two angles like you, you can, and it's nice to have like variation, but sometimes it's more beneficial to the couple to have someone who's able to like help them and like get them water and I don't know, hold the train and stuff. Um, yeah. Rather than focusing on the second, um, angle when I don't know, sometimes the main photographer can get enough of the main angle to where serving is just a better use of time. Basically, um, does, it does depend, but that's just kind of my thoughts on that. And it's definitely a balance because, you know, um, you may be thinking to yourself, well, uh, me signing up to second shoe is not me signing up to be someone's maid for the day. Right. Um, and that's not at all what I'm saying because I definitely am getting photos throughout the entire time. I'm making it sound like I'm just talking to people and doing random crap throughout <laughs> the entire day. And that's not at all the case. I definitely am shooting, but it's learning the balance of how to be able to get great shots but also not lose the personal side of being able to serve the bride and groom that have paid a lot of money for you and the main photographer to be there throughout the day. Um, So that's just the idea of adding value to um, the day because like we said, they spent a lot of money for you to be there. So you need to figure out how to make yourself the best value for the return on investment. Yeah. And that's all that we're trying to get, get across. So yeah, that these are a couple of the things um, from the bride and the groom. Um, Cassidy, anything else that you can kind of think off the top of your head? Mm, I don't think so. I think that that covers a lot of it. Um, the being personal aspect is really big for photography in general, but especially as a second shooter. So Charlie, when you come into wedding days, he really doesn't have any experience talking with them. Like he has no previous knowledge on them. And uh, me as the main shooter, I've been talking with this couple for like basically a year. So I know them really well. Um, And Charlie has kind of a challenge of coming to a wedding day and literally meeting strangers on like the most important day of their lives. So um, it's, it's important to just be personal with them and, put effort into just having intentional conversations with them about their wedding and just like getting to know them as a couple, because I already have all that knowledge beforehand and Charlie doesn't. So I think that's like one of the biggest things that I think is important as a second photographer, but 
Yeah. So I think that wraps up most of the things as far far as the first first sections, uh, first section of finding ways to add value to the day, um, to the bride and groom first, and then now the second section is to the main photographer. And Cassidy, I'm sure you'll be able to say a bunch of stuff about this <laughs> as we jump into this. Okay. I've got a nice uh, list here. And for those of you out there who have experience uh, working with second shooters, you may laugh as you think about some of these different things because you might think back to funny experiences of having worked with different people. Um, but yeah, so even in your own minds, as you're listening to this, think about ways that you can utilize your second shooter better to also add value to the day. Uh, so yeah, so let's j jump into some of these different things. Uh, the first point that I have under this section is just uh, working with different focal lengths, um, learning as the second shooter to really uh, be used to always trying to shoot a different focal length than what the main shooter is using. Yeah, that's super important because, yeah, it's just like I'm one person. I can try to get close-ups and wide shots at the same time, but there are moments where it's almost impossible to get both of those by myself. Like let's say at the end of a ceremony when the couple's walking out, um, unless you're holding two cameras in your hand and you're a wizard at focusing and you're able to get both of those shots walking out. I've actually seen someone do that before, but like, that's kind of insane to me. So those two focal lengths, it's super important just to like, make sure you're not getting the same exact shot as the main photographer as well. Um, so focal length definitely adds to that because you're already not getting the same shot because it's a different focal length. Yeah. And so I think one of the things for people to think about is like you may have your signature focal length that you like working with the most. Um, but if you're going into a day where the other photographer is also kind of in the same wheelhouse with their focal lengths, you may need to work on adding a couple other focal lengths to your portfolio of how to shoot. And I'm not saying that it's not that you don't own them, but maybe work on getting comfortable with other focal lengths to add that to your repertoire to be able to be more um, diverse and uh, versatile and being able to add those other perspectives throughout the day um, because then you're able to pay attention to the main photographer and realize that, okay, if this person really does well with a 35 and most of their shots are on a 35, that's a lot of people out there. Yeah. A lot of people are mainly shooting on 35 during mm -hmm. the day. So either you're on a 50 or maybe you're on an 85 or maybe you work with zoom lenses from far off on a different angle and being able to just kind of snipe people from the side. I, I don't know <laughs> what you might be doing, um, but learn how to shoot a different focal length and add that as another way um, to be able to do something different than the main shooter. The next point is, a lot of times going into the day, photographers have this idea that they're always trying to find the best moment. They're always trying to find the best post picture for Instagram or something like that. <laughs> the The idea is here, we're, we don't want to find all the clickbait photography. We want to be able to really sweep up every single moment of the day. Yeah. So a lot of times the main shooter is going to be the one that's going to have the opportunity for those IG worthy moments. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's not always going to be you that's going to get that shot. So as a second shooter, I need to take pride in the fact that while Cassidy is over getting the main shot, I can have the opportunity of collecting the rest of the day 
to find opportunities of getting candids of the guests yeah to, to find opportunities to get pictures of the parents and how the parents are enjoying their day because you know those parents are usually the people that front a lot of the money for the day yeah and this is just as special of a day for them even though it's not necessarily their day yeah and so it's my opportunity to move away from the couple and not think so much about what's the best big time shot i can get but really try to focus on the little moments with the other people around them. Yeah, the little moments are what makes each wedding day special. So being able to capture candids, small things. um, Yeah, that's really important. And as the main photographer, I sometimes feel like I like I am just one person and a lot of the times I stick with the couple for a lot of the day. So I don't have the opportunity always to shoot like cocktail hour or, you know, anything like that. Um, where the couple might not necessarily be there. So as a second photographer, it's just really, really helpful to the main photographer to get specifically, I'm thinking of like candids of guests, because sometimes that's the last thing on my mind when there's a million other things going on. Um, Yeah. So small moments, definitely important, definitely better than trying to get all of the Instagram worthy moments because... Let's just be real. Instagram worthy moments. You, you never know when they're coming. You can't predict them. And you never know they're Instagram worthy sometimes until you start editing. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, you kind of almost have to think of yourself as a photojournalist during the day. If you think of photojournalism in the sense of going out to crazy news events and different historical moments where they are trying to capture every moment throughout whatever point in time that they're at to tell the entire story Mm -hmm. between the main shooter and the second shooter at a wedding day if you think of yourself in that sense as a photojournalist you are trying to bring out the context and the story of an entire day and so while the main photographer is working with the couple you as the second shooter need to take into mind how can i fill out the context of the rest of the story of what's happening at this these people's wedding day yeah. So, yeah. so this next one, um, it doesn't really apply to Charlie because he really just shoots for me. And then like we live in the same house. So it's not like he has to like give his SD cards to me or whatever. But um, another way that you can be helpful to the main photographer is just making sure that you get your photos back to the main photographer in a timely manner, um, depending on like how you work things out with the main photographer. Sometimes you shoot on one of their cards and one of your cards. Sometimes you shoot on all of your cards, all of their cards. It literally depends like photographer to photographer, but um, just making sure that you are getting your photos to the main photographer in like a good time. Like don't spend forever. Don't procrastinate. Like if you need to mail your photo, your SD cards, or if you need to send them on WeTransfer or something like get it done because those additional photos, like they're probably going to use in the previews, honestly. So it's just really important to get those to the main photographer as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can start like hiding the SD cards when we come back from oh, yeah. stuff to so make it to, realistic, to make it harder for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can do that. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't. Yeah, no, I definitely am not going to hide the SD cards. Yeah, yeah I, so I don't even like give you an opportunity to hide them. I take them right when we finish shooting a wedding. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we don't even get home by the time like I'm giving the cards back. It's like the moment that we are packing up to leave the wedding. She's taking the SD cards from my camera and yeah. getting them packed up. So she doesn't <laughs> even give me an opportunity. <laughs> I'm like, I will be taking those. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a uh, small, really uh, practical thing there is to be proactive getting your uh, photos returned to the main photographer. Um, another really practical thing throughout the day that I end up doing as a second shooter a lot um, is managing the family photo list during family photos. Um, and this is just a really simple thing, uh, but super helpful for Cassidy is that during the time she's taking photos with the family, um, whenever she's getting that specific shot, I'm going on the list and making sure that we're getting every single shot that the bride and groom have down. And it, when she's working with one uh, piece of the list, I'm moving on to the next section and getting the people organized for the next shot. And not only is this adding value to Cassidy's day, but for the bride and groom, it's adding value to them by not wasting as much of their day possible as possible. Yeah. on the family photos yeah. because family photos can either go really smooth and be done really quickly yeah. or family photos can be a nightmare yes. and you are there and nobody's listening. And sometimes that's out of your control because people can get crazy sometimes. Yeah. And But all I'm trying to say is do your best as the second shooter to be as helpful during those moments to make them as stress-free as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's it for that. The other thing uh, that I end up doing a lot during the day, and this may be different for other second shooters, but I end up taking a lot of the behind the scenes videos for Cassidy throughout the day. Um, and honestly, I do a lot of this on my own phone. Um, just as we're going throughout the day, I'll uh, pause and s stop taking photos for a moment and I'll pull out my phone and just kind of take some pan shots of what's going on um, yeah. when Cassidy's taking photos of the dress or doing details or working with the bride during the morning or something like that. I'll just kind of be behind her and get um, a nice little video for her uh, yeah. to be able to have an opportunity for her to get yeah. some of those shots on her Instagram or her story <laughs> or whatever. It's just bonus points. Like if you want to go above and beyond the extra mile, take some videos. It's helpful. Yeah. And so, I mean, who knows? Like if you want to, um, this is like we said, this is just a way for you to add value to the main photographer. Uh, just send it, uh, get, have an opportunity to take some videos for the other person and send that over to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the other one other thing is um, learning to be the solution to the issues that the first shooter is facing. And like we said, this is not a day of you trying to run around and just be a problem solver in the sense of you're running to every single little thing that's going wrong during the day. Right. People have co hired coordinators for those things, and that's why those other people are there on the day. Mm -hmm. But when you're focusing on working with the main shooter, you can help them um, just solve any issues that they're facing and just bridge that gap of how to get from point A to point B smoothly. Yeah, and we talked about this earlier, but... Um, you want to make it worth the money that the couple is paying for you to be there. So don't be a lazy second shooter. I have worked with lazy second shooters before. Personally, when I second shoot, it's hard for me not to be lazy because I feel like I don't need to be there, even though I definitely do. Like 
it's just, it's easy to get into this lazy mindset of like, oh, I'm the second shooter. It doesn't matter what I do, but you really are an important aspect of the wedding day. So just make it worth the couple's money. Yeah. Do your best to go above and beyond and do everything you can to kill it and get as best of photos as you can. But realizing that offering a good service is a lot more than just clicking a button on your camera. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that go into it throughout the day. So do your best, get out there, take some great photos and be a great second shooter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was there anything else that you had for us to talk over? Is that it? No, I think I had a couple other things, but they are looking kind of redundant. So obviously <laughs> do your best. And like we said, just to yeah. see all the different details you can through the day and coordinate with the main photographer. And honestly, if you are doing these things and doing your best to take pride in complimentary service and paying attention to detail and talking to people, honestly, you are going to be a breath of fresh air when it comes to somebody's <laughs> wedding day. Yes. And like I did say, like second shooting is not for everyone. I personally don't prefer it because I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, but Charlie, for instance, is an amazing second shooter. So um, it's definitely not for everyone, but it's a really, really good way to build your portfolio, get experience in weddings. Um, we can talk in another episode about how to find second shooting opportunities, but yeah, I think that's it for the episode today. Charlie, thank you for all of the helpful info and for sharing all of that stuff. I felt like I was giving Charlie like a homework assignment. I was like, Hey, do you want to do an episode with me on second shooting? And he like, you know, was doing all this prepping and stuff. And I was like, Oh, it's like school all over again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. But yeah, it was fun to have Charlie kind of take the lead on this episode because it's definitely something that he specializes in is something that I don't have a ton of experience doing. So yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Cassidy's always the center of the show. So that's why <laughs> she's not good at second shooting. When you said like, it's not about the, like the second shooter. I literally thought to myself, yeah, it's about the main shooter. But like, <laughs> I, I was joking in my head, but yeah. Yeah. She was joking. <laughs> she says, oh man. Yeah. Second shooting for me is kind of a struggle, but I'll, I'll talk, talk about that later with you guys. Yeah. All you got to do is review the notes that we just did and you can improve in yes, your second shooting. I'll have to work on my second shooting skills. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening and make sure you give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, if you're not, then honestly, we're just glad that you're listening. Hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clear.